Welcome to episode two of Button Key Games Cast. I'm Jordan and this is Evan and we're here to have a beer and talk about some games. Beer is good. Games are good. They both are. That's true. Uh, tonight I am finishing off some Christmas beer with Christmas at Midnight. Uh, a seasonal beer I very much enjoy from Midnight Brewery. Uh, it has a lot of good spices in it that I'm a big, big fan of. So if you can get a hand on it next season, you should do it, Jordan. Yeah, maybe I'll just do that. I don't lead you astray when it comes to beer, so you need to go ahead and take my advice on this one. Yeah, you are the pro, so I just yes, enjoy good beer. That's it. Professional beer drinker, Evan. Yeah. So uh, what what beer is it, you said? It is... The uh, Midnight Brewery Christmas at Midnight. It's a spiced ale, and it is delicious. Hmm. And the label kind of has like a Christmas sweater theme going on, so you can't have too much Christmas sweater. Yeah. I'm just having a good old PBR, Pops Blue Ribbon, you know? They almost went out of business this past year. They and, did. Uh, we almost had to pour one out. Yeah. I uh, I enjoy them. No they, shame, no shame. Yeah. Tasty. So you had a game come out that you were very excited about. Yeah. Yeah. Anthem. Uh, yeah. Especially for you being a member of the elite EA squad. Um, I don't know if I'd go that far. Maybe. The, the beta EA squad. I gotcha. I was part of the VIP demo. Yes. As we talked about last week. I also got access to it through... EA Origin Access on Xbox One, you get a 10-hour trial, so that is enough time for me to make a decision on this game, I think. Isn't isn't that the most confusing release idea they've ever had for anything? I've been an EA Access member for a while, so I am quite used to it at this point. Do they always do this 10-hour thing? I guess I just never noticed because I haven't really done a lot of EA games lately. Yeah, pretty much for any big EA game that comes out on Xbox, they do a 10-hour access for Origin Access members. That's weird. And that, and if you're not Origin Access or EA Access, or uh, sorry, Origin Access Premier or EA Access on Xbox, then you can't play early at all, from yeah, what I Yeah, you have to wait till next week. Yeah, which, like, I, I remember, was it which one of the Battlefields, I think? Was it five or past, did they do it with one? That. Five did that. But with five, you could play it early if you like pre-ordered the $80 version. But like with the Legend, the what is it? Legion of Dawn version of Anthem, you don't get the early unless you you have to be like a premier member or an access member. Uh, Yeah, there's been a an increase in game companies trying to sell their premium experiences or their ultimate editions using... Uh, access to the game early as incentive. Uh, the first game I knew that did it was Forza Horizon 3. And if you bought the $100 edition, which I stupidly did, nice. you got to play a week early. Uh, and they did the same for 4. It's It's been more common, but I think yeah. it's going away. I'm not a big fan of it, to be honest. No. But, I agree. You know, yeah. But anyway, let's get uh, let's actually move on to the game. So I know we didn't really mention well, it. Uh, can I can I interject here? Sure. Uh, before we get to the game part, 
since the prequel trailer movie teaser thing came out. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it yeah. takes place decades before. The Maybe we should action. talk about that real quick. Yeah. So, as everybody was commenting on the post on the internet, it kind of looks like they're trying to get some kind of Netflix deal or something for maybe a TV show or a movie. That's kind of what it looks like. Kind of, kind of feels like a pitch, uh, but uh, it was really I th- good. I think I was a little disappointed. In case you guys don't know, uh, Neil Blomkamp, who did uh, District, is it Blomkamp or Blomkamp? Blomkamp, Blomkamp. I always thought it was Blomkamp. Maybe it's Blomkamp. I don't I, know. I apologize for pronouncing his name wrong. If I did. Me too. Uh, but he is he is most known probably for District 9. He also did Elysium with Matt Damon, and he made that movie Chappie about the robot. Yeah, which I love uh, both of those movies. They're fantastic. I really only liked District 9. I thought Chappie was great. That's my personal opinion. Chappie but he was made, so good. Uh, quote unquote short film. Oh, and Elysium. You said three movies. I liked Elysium yeah. a lot too. Elysium was good. Yeah. But he made a quote-unquote short film for the release of Anthem that is a short story set quote-unquote decades before the events of Anthem. Yeah. It, it kind of looked like a trailer. Yeah, it felt like a trailer. That's what I mean. It's like a felt like a pitch to something. But it was really, um, really well done. But I mean, what else do you expect from Neil Blomkamp, Comp, whatever his name is? You can say a lot about his movies, but uh, I think one thing most people can agree on is his movies look pretty, pretty good. Yeah, and they always have a uniqueness like to the style. You can usually pick out a Blomkamp film, but I don't know about um, this. This looks really good, and I hope that it does become something more because it was just like they captured some emotion in there, and it just looked like a story I want to see more of. I agree. There was about a, a bald lady. Who was found yeah. in the in the woods and is probably connected to the anthem. And the shapers. The shape the shapers. Yeah. Uh but on to the game. Yes. You have played uh much more of this than I have, I believe. Oh yeah? How much did you play? I played for about maybe two hours. I have a level five javelin. I think I'm like a level seven or eight, and I played oh. for like four hours, maybe four and a half. So we're we're pretty close. Um, so we're recording this on Friday, so it launched today, and I've I'm loving what I've played. It's so so. I feel like I was misled with the demo in a good way because it really felt like the game was going to be lacking production quality in certain ways, but the gameplay was still good, and that was enough for me. But uh, the cinematics and the music and the voice acting. Has actually been really good. Yeah, I agree. Uh, from the cinematography standpoint, I'm just not quite sure what's going on. Yeah, well, I mean, we're still pretty early on. Um, I mean, they've had a chance to explain some things, but I don't want to get too much into the story because I want people to have a chance to play it for themselves. How do you think it plays? I think it plays great. Yeah? Yeah. What class did you pick? I... Pick the storm. Storm. My wizard. favorite. The storm that, is, is the that bomb. wizard. Is that wizard from space? Yes. It's the. Okay, good. Yeah. 
and they did they did tone him back a little bit his shields aren't quite as ridiculously spongy as they were but um his and he also seems like he does more damage but that could just be because we're starting at level one not level 10 and so things are balanced differently and i know they talked about they'd messed with the difficulties a little bit in the demo so in the full game, everything feels a lot better. How is Colossus? Because I didn't get to play him in the game yet, like the full game. Yeah, I picked the Colossus, and the weird thing about Colossus is he doesn't have shields. So he doesn't recharge, quote-unquote, health, like uh, Master Chief would in Halo 3. Yeah. He has a health bar, and he doesn't dodge, but he pulls out like an actual shield, like a physical metal shield. That has its own health bar, and he can hit people with that. He can use his shoulder cannons while that's out. Uh, He can block bullets with that, obviously. Uh, I think they did a great job in making him feel weighty. He feels big, and he feels like an imposing presence on the field. Uh, He is the only one that can use heavy weapons, and the only one I've found of those so far is... I don't remember what they called it, but it's pretty much a minigun. So you I think have they to call spin them up auto cannons. Auto cannons. Yeah. That's what it is. So you spin up the barrel and then you just throw as much lead down range as possible. And it feels really good when you get a bunch of people in a clump and you just wreck them with the auto cannon. It feels pretty good. Have you have uh, you gotten a chance to get your hands on a flamethrower yet? I have not. Is that the other heavy weapon? That's the other like Colossus specific weapon that I never got one in the demo in the time that I had to play it. So I haven't, I haven't found a flamethrower yet. I have a shotgun, but it feels pretty underwhelming for a shotgun. So I don't know how much longer I will use that. Um, so I don't know if we talked about it last week, but the game's all about setting up combos. Yeah. We talked about it a little bit. Okay. So you set up combos and When you hit a combo, uh, the Colossus ability when he combos is it causes like a really massive AOE explosion. Yeah. Uh, when you, when you hit a combo with about six or seven guys in the middle of it, it feels really good. Yeah. I'm telling you, and that sound it makes just really is the nice little cherry on top of it all. I think the sound design in general in this game is really good i was just navigating the menus and i was really into how they were sounding yeah it's it's good but there is also still some audio glitches at least on pc um Mm -hmm. left over from the demo they aren't near as bad as they were in the demo but they're still there unfortunately Uh, speaking of of performance uh how how has your performance been so far um so it's been about the same uh it it looks good to me but for having a gtx 1080 and 16 gigs of ram it it should run a little better than it does i think but on ultra i get like 70 to 100 frames and i feel like that gap is just too big um maybe 15 frame gap is is okay but a 30 frame gap is a lot um for it to bounce around that much so it's 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 okay it still needs some optimization for sure I don't know how they're marketing this as like, if this is the official launch game, this is what we're putting out when launch happens. But as of now, I'm playing on an Xbox One X. So the best Xbox you can have, and depending on who you talk to, the best console. It it chugs, dude. It has some problems. In, in, 
in an opening scene of the game, there is a lot of particle effects going on and a lot of water going around. And man, that thing was getting about maybe 23 to 27 frames a second the whole time. Yeah, it sounds like it's about the same as the demo was, too, because I know there was complaints about that in the demo as well. It was rough. It was bad. Um, That is probably my biggest complaint because it's hard to complain about anything else because I just don't know if it's that I'm having trouble because of the the frame rate issues or if I'm having trouble because I'm just bad at games. Yeah. Well, right now, are you able to have fun with it at all? I do have fun. Like I said, when you hit combos, it feels good. But one of the problems is when you hit a big combo, you just drop the frames really bad Yeah. (laughs) because the combos in this game are really bombastic and huge. Yeah. So when you have a dude that's iced and you hit him with an explosive combo, and there's a lot of other guys around, you have so much stuff going on on the screen that it just chugs. Yeah. I don't I don't want to know what this game looks like on a normal one or a 1S or a PlayStation 4. Because yeah. <laughs> I've heard it's pretty rough on the Pro, too. Yeah, like, or at least give me an option to say, I don't need this game to look this good if you just make it run well. Yeah. Uh, so that's my only complaint. I'm having more fun with it than I did in the demo, but I, I don't know if I want to devote a lot of time to a game that's having almost crippling frame rate issues. Are you are you playing in 4K? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Have you tried 1080p? Uh, I have not tried to go into the system settings to downgrade it. I can do that and uh, report back on the next week episode. Yeah. I mean, uh, they need to fix helps. it, but I was just curious. You know, it might get you through. Yeah. I've. I really want this game to be good. I want this game to be awesome. Yeah. So to see my big problem with it just being that it's not running well is is almost frustrating in a way. Yeah. I want it to be good. Well, I am having a blast with it. It is so fun. Because honestly, 70 frames at the bottom is way more playable than 23. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's for sure. I think um, it's 23. Uh, that's probably being generous at some points. Yeah. And uh, the P- the flight, we, I think we talked about that a little bit last week. The flight was kind of rough um, but before because they had some negative acceleration going on due to a bug. But they got that fixed, and now it's like raw input mouse, and it, it actually feels good on PC. The swimming's good. Um, you can sprint in Fort Tarsus now, which is, which is great. Oh, it's God. still a little bit slow, but you can yeah. sprint, which is good. Um, abilities also seem to ch- recharge faster. Um I don't know. Maybe I'm off on that one, but for some reason it feels that way. I don't know if you got that or if you play the demo enough to have some input on that. Um, It seems like all the abilities that I have played with recharge pretty fast. Yeah. One thing I will say is I wish there was a better notification for when they were ready. I agree, actually, on that one. Because the only way to know without hitting the button to launch the ability is to look in the bottom right at your HUD. And it's really out of the way. They need like an audio cue because I think there's a little visual one, but you're so focused on the fight. You don't see it. Yeah, I like when you when you hit the button and it's not ready. It kind of gives you like a circle around your reticle. Yeah. Tells you when it will be ready. Yeah, that's a nice touch. It's kind of like too late at that point. I already was disappointed that my ability (laughs) didn't come out. Yeah. Um, So I also noticed um, at least 
it looks like. I haven't played enough to be sure yet. We're going to do kind of a full review soon. Um, but it kind of looks like there's some new enemy types, too, that we haven't seen before. I don't know if you uh, got to see any of what I'm talking about. I won't get too much detail about that. I don't want to spoil are you, anything. Are you referencing but... the cutscene? Yes. Yeah, I watched that cutscene and I was like, man, this is really good Bioware enemy design. Yeah. These enemies look awesome. Yeah, and it they looked look really fun cool. to shoot at. Yeah. So, but we haven't got to fight him yet. Um, but it looks like there might be some new enemy types we hadn't seen before in any footage. Um, and by the way, so there, the launch bay, we had talked a little bit about um, how it's kind of annoying in the beginning where you get into a, a mission and then you have to go all the way back to Fort Tarsus in order to start another mission and get in, like, keep going. It's like load screen after load screen, which another big complaint is the load screens take an eternity. Um, load screens are really annoying. Yeah, they're really bad. Um, but they actually have the launch bay, uh, which is a social space where you can take your whole squad straight to the launch bay out of a mission. And then you can, um, they have a bunch of stuff in there for the forge. They have the store, they have your weeklies and dailies, and they have, um, where you can get contracts. Um, and then you can go out on an expedition, whether it be free play or into another mission straight from there. So you don't have to go back to Fort Tarsus, but it's still the same number of loading screens. Um, but it at least uh, feels like you're together. It saves you from having to walk all the way to the back of the base to yeah. check on your dailies and weeklies and stuff. True. Everything is much more condensed. And on top of that, you can sprint with your little back jets instead of the slow Fort Tarsus sprint. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's good. The cinematics are freaking gorgeous. Yeah, um, and the you know the story i think like i said the story is definitely better than what the demo kind of left my expectations to be so i'm really excited to to get more into it but we're doing this podcast yes we are we're gonna stop thinking about anthem right now and we're gonna (laughs) move on to another game we both played yeah Uh, this game came out today for us so the 15th uh it is crackdown three yeah the long-awaited crackdown three good god yeah it has been announced for years mm-hmm. and it kind of went quiet for a while and then it came back and Terry Crews was in it. Yeah. It that's really, the best part about it. It's really like the life span of this game pre-release is it was gone and then Terry Crews showed up Yeah, and now it's out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm playing it on Xbox. Uh, I'm a subscriber to game pass, so I get to play it for quote unquote free. Yeah. Same. Uh, Game Pass on PC. Oh, how's Game Pass on PC shaping up? I haven't asked you about it in a while. Um, They've added a few things. I mean, there's still like only a handful of games, but we have Ark Survival Evolved. Not that I want to play that really, but we have that now. And we got like there's there's a pirate one of those out now. You don't have to play that one anymore. (laughs) But uh, yeah, Sea of Thieves. That's what you're talking about, right? No, they um the people who made Ark Survival Evolved released a pirate version of Ark. Okay. I didn't uh, know that. And they released it in early access, and man, that game is a mess. <laughs> no shocker there. It's 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 bad. Yeah. Um, but back to Crackdown. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I got a chance to play probably about four, four or five hours of it this morning. Yeah. Um... I'll start with the opening because the opening is probably my favorite part of the game. Yeah. Uh, you start out on a jet 
And you just see Terry Crews, who plays Commander Jackson, with an X, because it's cool. Yeah. Uh, he plays Commander Jackson, and he just acts like Terry Crews, and he's giving an inspirational speech to the rest of the agents. It inspired me. part of the agency. I was inspired. Yeah. Quack, quack. And the story kind of goes from there. I'm not going to spoil what happens in that scene. It's It's a really good scene. And hilarious uh, in a way. Because the whole it's, thing is so dang cheesy. It's hilarious because Terry Crews makes it. If it yeah. wasn't for Terry Crews, it would have been dumb. Yeah. I wish that that was not the best part of the game for yeah, me. Yeah, me too. This game feels incredibly stuck in the time when Crackdown was awesome. Yeah. So when the first Crackdown came out, it was, I think it was a launch game on 360. Mm-hmm. And it was sprawling and it was huge and it was all about just jumping over buildings and punching dudes to the sun and <clears throat> you just kind of jumped around and did dumb stuff and it was fine because it felt like this leap from what the original Xbox could do to what the 360 could do uh i feel like they could have made this game this exact game on the Xbox 360 uh, it I would agree with that. It would not have looked as good, but it it feels like it has learned nothing from the past five years of game design. The same like huge jumping and stuff. It it lose it doesn't have momentum. Like you you jump really big, you you can fly really far, but as soon as you hit the ground, you're stopped again. Yeah. Or as soon as you have to climb a building, you stop again. And we live in a world where Spider-Man came out and you can just run up a building. Mm-hmm. We live in a world where Titanfall 2 came out and you can just run on a wall. Uh, I mean, you can even, drive cars, even, though. But the car, the, the car driving's bad. Don't drive a car. Yeah, <laughs> it's not great. It's, I mean, nothing about this game did I take too seriously. And honestly, I had more fun with it than I thought I would going in. Um, yeah. But I can see the repetitive grind. Like... It's already getting repetitive, and I'm I'm only like maybe two hours in. It's not to say I didn't have moments of enjoyment. Oh, for sure, it was actually really fun starting off. I think, but the moments of enjoyment are few and far between, and the places in the middle are super super low. Yeah. So you have like very sharp peaks that don't last too long, and then you just drop into this crater. Uh, there's no music playing in the world, so you're running around and there's barely any ambient sound. Every now and again, you'll hear like bystanders comment about, oh, I wish I was an agent, then I could fly or, uh, hey, agent. Wait, do agents fly? They talk like they do. Oh, I gotcha. The the bystanders. Okay. And you, you'll get a, you can play as Terry Crews in the game. You can play as Commander Jackson. Uh, I obviously- pick that character yeah but he's it aside from when you capture a few propaganda towers you don't really get much terry cruz in it yeah and those uh, are actually pretty hilarious though not gonna lie they're great i think yeah. that's one of the peaks is when you climb one of those towers uh but until you get to those points you every now and again just hear terry cruz say f gravity yeah and i heard i heard that like five or six times within an hour i wish it was more did you ever play saints row four uh i think i played the third but i don't ever think i played the fourth 
So in Saints Row 4, they kind of went like with a superhero type motif. Uh, it's a game about satire. Like, yeah, Saints Row is very satirical. Oh, for so sure. they were they were referencing superheroes. So you get a lot of abilities that were Crackdown esque. So you could you could chart a jump and you could jump over buildings. You could you could glide. But in that game, I felt like I had pinpoint accuracy where I was landing from whether it's from a jump or from a glide and then immediately be off again. Yeah. Whereas in this game, you just hit the ground and it feels like you're a rock. And well, I mean, I I don't think it's that bad, though. Like the game is fun. It's just kind of shallow. It's it's very shallow. I yeah. think personally. Um, but I'm still going to play it and I'm still going to have fun with it. But that's just because I'm kind of embracing the cheesiness. But I also didn't expect much from it because I've just never expected. I've never thought to expect much from a crackdown game. Yeah. If you have Game Pass, definitely give it a shot. I don't, I don't see why you wouldn't. Yeah. Uh, the only thing it's using is space on your hard drive. Um, I think you can get a, a bit of fun out of it. I had a few smiles coming out of it, but yeah. I, I just wish it was so much more. It could it could be so much more. There's there's things that I think could be sh- stretched out and made into a better product. Also, I want to clarify: Have you played any of the Warzone stuff? Or are you only talking about campaign right now? This is only campaign. Same. I'm not I've only done campaign. We'll have to talk again once we've played the Warzone because that might actually be kind of fun. We'll have to see. Yeah, there the launcher is weird because when you download the game, it downloads a launcher or it might be an option, but there's a launcher for campaign and there's a launcher for Warzone. Yeah. On same on PC. It's like two different games, uh, which was weird because the game's not that big. Um, so I don't know what that's about, but yeah, we'll play Warzone and we'll get back to you. I kind of wish this game came out in a period where I wasn't attached to resident evil. I wasn't attached to kingdom hearts. I wasn't attached to, freaking apex that just came out and yeah. is sucking all the time away from every other game pretty much stupid apex. and now anthem is going to take a lot of my time that's probably like all i'm going to play this week i'm going to try and burn through that i'm going to binge it yeah there's so, so many, fun there's so many games that are coming out and have come out in february and march that yeah we haven't down, even gotten to metro neither one of us have gotten to metro yeah, we yet. haven't even touched metro which i'm very excited about probably gonna pass on far cry yeah, Far Cry doesn't look to be doing it for me. I didn't get into Far Cry Five too much. Yeah, me, I didn't, I didn't either. But I know a lot of people like it. Um, I do intend on playing through Far Cry Five at some point. I almost pulled the trigger on it last week because it was like fifteen dollars on on GMG. But well, that's um, yeah, so almost grabbed it. But I was like, I just don't have time to play that to give to that right now. So I just waited, and I already have a big backlog. And then Jump Force uh, also came out, but. Jump Force came out. It's getting some... I saw some rough reviews. That's like already not up my alley. Yeah, it's not really mine either, but... I I still thought it looked cool, you know? Jump Force came out and it made me go watch Naruto on Netflix. So there's that. (laughs) Uh, Naruto's pretty good. So if you want to watch something on Netflix, go watch Naruto. I have not watched Naruto and I've been told to watch it so many times. Uh, They move pretty quick. Yeah. It's pretty good. I'll keep watching it. I have one more game that I played. I'm not happy enough to just have a normal backlog. I need a really, really, really long backlog. Yeah. So uh, on the behest of one of our friends, I purchased Wargroove, 
on the Nintendo Switch. Yeah. How is that? Wargroove is good. Yeah. I'm not a big... I haven't played too many turn-based strategy games, but Wargroove is a turn-based strategy, like Fire Emblem, like Advanced Wars, a lot like Advanced Wars, uh, and like Final Fantasy Tactics. I've played none of those games. Yeah, so you just control like one unit at a time, and you say, you go here. You attack here. You do this. You do that. I've played XCOM. Uh, That's probably the only like turn-based I've played. Yep. It's a lot like XCOM. Um, This one does not have as much focus on permadeath. So units are expendable. Uh, In fact, that's one of the, from what I can tell, a unique part about this game is there is an economy mid-match where you buy more units to deploy onto the battlefield. So you have to take over villages, uh, turn them onto your side, and then you get a different amount of coins every turn. And then those coins can in turn be used to purchase any available unit from the barracks. I think that is the part I'm having the most trouble with. Yeah. Save for the tutorial mission, the first mission of the campaign I played like five times. Because I just I just kept getting wrecked. It was it was frustrating. Not an it was, easy game, huh? No, not at all. It was like a two lane map, and generally on a regular mission, the objective is to either kill their commander or kill their fortress. So it was a two lane map, and anytime I would go for the commander, they would run to the other side. And then anytime I go to the fortress, they would run to me and just attack me. And I just had the most trouble in the world wrapping my head around this idea. And I think I'm still having a little trouble with it. Yeah. That's not to say it's bad. That is to say that I am bad at it. (laughs) A unique thing that this game does is, you know, you said you played XCOM. So, you know, in XCOM, it says like percent chance to hit. When you're attacking. Yeah. And then it says percent chance to crit. Yeah. So do a critical. So in this game, as long as you can attack a person, you're going to hit. But to crit depends on what unit you're using. So each unit has different conditions to do a critical. So the ranger, which is the ranged archer unit, can't move very far, but has long reaching attacks. Her way to crit is... If she does not move before she attacks, she will crit. So if she's in like a good defensive position and somebody has wandered into her attack lane, she can attack with a crit without moving. That's pretty Um, nice. If you're just a normal soldier, if you are next to your team's commander when you're attacking, you will crit. So it adds this extra layer of strategy versus luck. Kind of like a placement strategy almost. It's placement, so... For pikemen, which are spear guys, uh, you always want to keep two of them together because for them to crit, uh, they have to be standing next to each other. Yeah, and I guess you always kind of have a placement strategy with these kind of games that just adds like an for extra sure. layer to it. It 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 takes a it takes a bit of the luck out of it and adds in another layer of strategy. Yeah, which you have to use, uh, or else you're going to get run over. Because one of the harder things I'm having to wrap my mind around is that uh, the more damaged your characters are, the less damage they can deal out. 
So whereas in XCOM, if hmm. the guy has one bar of health left, he's still going to do full damage on an attack that he does. But in this game, if you if your ranger is like 25% health, she's only going to do 25% the amount of damage that she could usually do. Jeez, that hurts. It's rough. Yeah. Because you get into these situations where they just they just came over and wrecked you. Yeah. And now you just can't wreck them back because you have no you have no people that deal damage. Um so that scale can really tip and then you're just there's no coming back from it really. It can it can tip. It can tip poorly. It can tip poorly. And these campaign missions are long. Uh they can be drawn out sometimes. I've spent I've spent 45 minutes on a mission, which is it's kind of rough for like a on the go game that I play on the Switch. This is also on PC and Xbox and PS4. So it's not yeah. just on the go. But one thing that's nice with the Switch, you can just hit the power button and then come back, you know, you just on, come from the pause menu. Yeah. I wish, th- yeah, I wish the missions were a little shorter because then I would take risks that might not pay off because I can just restart the mission and not lose that much progress. I feel like that's the benefit you get for not having a permadeath game where if your characters die, they're like done and it has ramifications for the rest of the game. Yeah. So when you get a unit from the barracks, you can see what the unit is strong against. So what they will do more damage to when they attack or what the unit is weak against. So if that unit gets attacked by this, they'll take a lot more damage. Yeah. Uh, the, the pictures that they use are really small. And it's kind of hard to always tell what unit it is because there are four different factions. They all have the same units. Nobody's weird or different. Do you do you think that's just a limitation of the Switch? I haven't tried to play it on a TV, so it could be different yeah. if I played it docked. Uh, I'll try that and, and come back and, and say. But, I mean, it is a it is a thing you have to think about when you're on the Switch because you have people playing on the go. A lot of people... Yeah. For sure. Exclusively play handheld. Right. So when I look at these pictures, sometimes I'm just like, I don't, I don't know what, what these pictures are representing. It, it kind of, it kind of takes me a couple minutes to figure it out, which kind of slows the pace of the game. Uh, I think they have a good difficulty slider. So you can just set the difficulty, uh, based on the amount of gold you receive per turn. So if you want to make it harder, you set it to less gold per turn. If you want to make it easier, you set it to mo- more gold per turn. Uh, you can set damage uh, that they do. You can set enemy health. I think it's really smart when it comes to ease of play. Because yeah. if I do like the game a lot and I do see it's too hard, I'll just tone it down. And I don't f- I don't feel punished or I don't feel bad about it. So that's Wargroove. Wargroove's good. Cool. I think... I've been playing Apex. That's the other thing I've been playing. Yeah, and to... Apex hit 25 million players in 25 a week. million. It's uh, pretty nuts. It's hard not to compare to Fortnite, but I think the numbers I saw had Fortnite hitting 30 million players at something like three or four months in. That was the beginning of the Battle Royale craze, obviously, yeah. so yeah. it's hard they, to This is compare. kind of stealing the momentum a little bit, so... It is. If you look at the Twitch numbers on a on a daily basis. Yeah. It is it is And Fortnite's hurt and they're giving away a battle pass this season. Yeah, you have to do some missions, so you you have to play the game, but they are giving away their oh, battle okay. pass. Yeah. I, I uh, think I did season. see that. There's like some challenges or something you have to do. Um I I I seriously see that and I think 
Apex? Yeah. Did Apex do that? Uh, yeah. Maybe. Probably. And what about this Nessie? The Nessie happened. Yeah. Uh, is it... It kind of looked like a... It kind of looked like a big penis. Yeah. It definitely did. I'm not... I think it's cool. I think it's awesome. But the design was a, a bit funky. It was very phallic. Yes. Uh, so apparently there are 10 plushies scattered across the map. Yeah. And if you shoot them in a certain order, you can spawn uh what they call Nessie. It's like a Loch Ness monster. And it just shows up in the water and then it turns right back around. Yeah. It's pretty cool though. It'd be crazy if they did some crazy like boss fight for the whole thing. Like if somebody did something it triggered like Nessie to come up and then everybody basically had to kill Nessie and then kill each other. I don't know. Yeah, Maybe that I, would be lame. I don't know. I think this could be a sign that they are going to try and do what Fortnite does and have cool stuff happen on the map. Yeah. On a season basis or have it constantly changing because that's what made Fortnite fresh. That's what made Fortnite fun. Oh, absolutely. That's what, that's what kept me coming back to Fortnite, even though I didn't really care for Fortnite that much. Yeah. The gunplay in Apex just so good. The gunplay is incredible. And that's my biggest complaint about Fortnite is the gunplay. The gunplay is bad. Yeah. In Fortnite. Do you have a do you have a main legend that you like to use? I use Lifeline a lot. Yeah. That double revive speed is pretty good. I just uh I just got Mirage and uh cuz I hit like 26 or whatever you have to get to. Yeah. Um, but I got Mirage like a couple days ago, so I've been playing a lot of Mirage and bamboozles are fun, man. Yo, bamboozles are good. Yeah. I spent some crafting points to get the title on your player card that counts your bamboozles. Yeah. And Mirage is also just kind of hilarious. He's fun. Like, I think you could have done that character really bad and really lame and boring, but he's fun. And I think you can say that about a lot of the characters. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I think I saw numbers that came out that said Lifeline is actually the most used legend at the moment. She's really handy. Um, and it's hard. Like when you're used to playing Lifeline and then I go to Mirage, it's kind of tough, like not being able to heal myself when I need to. So I have to now like I'm used to barely using med kits or, you know, or yeah. syringes, but I'm using the shield things all the time. But uh, if she even heals like with the shields go faster, she uses them faster than other characters. So like it, it's a little tough, like not using her when you're used to using Lifeline. Yeah. Have you used a Kraber yet? I have not. I picked one up in one game and was killed fairly quickly after. Holy Moses. The Kraber just destroys people. Yeah. Uh, the Kraber can do a collateral so it can kill two people or three people with one bullet. Yeah. That's pretty uh, nasty. I did that on accident, and I kind of ran around in a circle screaming for a bit <laughs> after I did it. Yeah, because it was really cool, yeah. and I didn't think I I didn't think it could do that. Dude, I love this game, and the fact that I keep like the more I play it, the more I want to play it. There's something crazy about it, man. It's just so good, and I've gotten I've gotten a handful of wins now. I think like five yeah. or six, and that's more than I've gotten in any other BR game. Part of it is because I'm having fun and I'm not yes. taking things too seriously. And the other part of that is that I'm just I just keep playing it where the only other game I've put that much time into was PUBG. But I don't feel like I was really having fun with PUBG. I was just playing it to play with my friends. And I, I think I took it almost too serious trying to win too hard in this game. I just jump in and have a good time. 
and uh and the wins just happen and it's it's good i think because it's just fun to play and it's not just all about getting the win it's just kind of about goofing off it doesn't have to be about winning it doesn't have to be about a winner winner chicken dinner like PUBG was because I played PUBG but PUBG wasn't fun to play because the controls just don't feel good yeah but Apex is just fun to play so I want to take risks and slide down a hill and try and bamboozle an entire team yeah uh and it fails 80% of the time but the 20% of the time that something awesome happens completely worth it and 20% is actually pretty good it's pretty good for pretty the good amount odds. of stupid stuff that I do. Yeah, it's good. So I'm gonna uh, keep playing that game. So you watched the Nintendo Direct? I did watch the Nintendo Direct. I'm so, a big. Tell me I about love that. Nintendo. How was it? Uh, I try and catch the directs every time they come on, and this was a very diverse direct. There were a lot of games for a lot of different people. Uh, there was a racing game that wasn't Mario Kart. There was a mech game called Damon X Machina that looks like metal and bonkers and crazy. Uh, I don't know if that's for me, though, but it looks it looks fun. But uh, yeah. I'm going to run down a few of the games that I took note of because they're important to me and I think they might be big deals. Yeah, uh, they started the show with a showstopper. They started with Super Mario Maker 2. Uh, I didn't get to play this because I didn't own a Wii U, so I didn't play Super Mario Maker 1. So this is very exciting for me to play. They've added a bunch of things that players have wanted. They've added slopes. You couldn't do slopes in the first game. They've added different colored P-switches. They've just added a lot of cool stuff to make the game easier to play and more fun to build with. And you can make more diverse stages. Uh, that comes out in June of this year, so I'll be talking about that when it comes out. Dragon Quest Eleven S Echoes of an Elusive Age Definitive Edition. Jeez. Uh, it's a mouthful. Uh, this is the Switch release of Dragon Quest Eleven, which came out on PlayStation 4 last year. I really wanted to play it, but I wanted to play it on Switch, and it was already announced, so I waited... They seem to be doing some cool stuff. So in the overworld, you can actually switch to an old school 8-bit overworld instead okay. of the instead of the 3D one that was in the original 11. They also added the full orchestration of the soundtrack. There was a problem with Dragon Quest 11 when it came out on PlayStation 4 where they only had MIDI versions of the soundtrack and that sounded kind of bunk. Yeah, it's kind of weird. It's kind of weird, especially for a prestigious Japanese RPG like Dragon Quest to not have the yeah. full orchestration. So that's in there now. I'm really hoping that does get an update to the PlayStation because I think I, I want everybody to rise with the tides. I'll be playing that when it comes out in fall. Onanake from Tokyo RPG Factory, who is also known for I Am Setsuna, is making another... RPG uh, about a world where mourning death is illegal. So you have to suppress your emotions. So I think just by that, the world is interesting. So it's like a little take on the giver. Kind of like, kind of like the giver. Yeah. Kind of, kind of suppressing emotions because they're only bad for you. 
uh, I guess is what they're going for. Yeah. Um, this one seems to be more of an action RPG, kind of like Kingdom Hearts or Tales of Symphonia, the Tales series. Uh, and it also looks like it has a bit of Pokemon style stuff in it. So you're collecting people to help you along your journey. Looks awesome. That's coming out in summer. Uh, love I Am Setsuna, so I'll definitely be playing that. Fire Emblem Three Houses, which is another turn-based RPG. Uh, the date got announced for July 26th. Uh, that looks like Harry Potter, but fantasy kingdoms school. Awesome. <laughs> That's about all I have to say about that. It looks great. I'm going to play that. Tetris 99, Jordan. Is it good? I haven't played it yet. I don't have Nintendo Switch online, but Come on, it's, man. Tetris, it's Tetris Battle Royale. Yeah, I saw. It's, it seems pretty bare bones. It's free if you have Nintendo Switch online which is, I think, a $20 a year, so it's not terrible. So you just need to get it, that's what you're telling me. So I just need to get it, because I like Tetris a lot, and playing Tetris against 99 other people sounds pretty dumb. Uh, Battle Royale everything, I guess. That's out now. Astral Chain? Uh, coming from Platinum Games, this is a new announcement. It's coming out August 30th from the people who brought you Bayonetta. Jordan, I don't know if you knew this, but I've been on a Devil May Cry kick recently. Yeah. Uh, I'm playing through the original Devil May Cry's in preparation for Devil May Cry 5. So I am intensely excited about new uh, action RPGs. People don't know what to call it. Stylish uh, stylish action games. Uh, it takes place in like a neon-soaked city and you play as anime cop huh. and you are attached to anime robot cop what do you mean attached and, to like when you're when you are fighting you control the one character but you're always chained to the robot cop so it's like Jordan, two it's, characters fighting at the same time yeah I, they didn't say much it it looks it, it looks anime <laughs> it looks anime and it's about anime cops and neons it looks like blade runner so you're saying it looks cool it looks cool with my platinum games august 30th i'm gonna be playing that uh cool. and probably my f- biggest announcement from the direct uh legend of zelda Link's awakening this is getting a full remake uh so this was the game boy I think Game Boy original game might be Game Boy Color. Don't quote me on that. Uh, And they are fully remaking it in 3D, uh, like 3D visuals, but still the top down style for the Nintendo Switch. I love Zelda. I never got a chance to play Link's Awakening. Uh, This seems like the the literal perfect opportunity to play this game. So I'm excited about that. Gosh, Uh, man, I I need a. I sold my Switch to upgrade my PC. Because there just wasn't enough games to play. I beat Zelda. I beat Super Mario Odyssey. Yeah. I played Mario Kart 8 some more. And and then that was it. That was was it. And I sold my Switch. And now they got me thinking, maybe I should get a Switch again. get a Switch. Uh, People have wondered whether Nintendo can follow up a year in which they launched with Breath of the Wild and followed up with Odyssey. I mean, we all knew it was going to take time. Yeah, last year was last year was okay. Uh 
nothing special that I can remember caring about too much. But this year looks to be bonkers. Uh, you didn't like Smash that much? Oh, Smash is great. I love Smash. That came out at the end of last year. Yeah. Um, thanks for covering me on that one. Now that I look like a <laughs> jerk to all the Smash players. Uh, every game that I just talked about is coming out this year. Uh, and that's I'm big. Excited. I feel like I feel like that's big. Yeah, that's a big lineup, man. Yeah, for especially well for a lot of new things to be announced that are coming out same year. That's really good. Yeah, and it looks like it's going to be filling some holes for me in the release calendar because it looks like releases I'm interested in kind of run dry around April. And these are like June, July, summer, August stuff. Uh, So I'm very excited about what's coming up for Nintendo Switch. Cool. Um, So... What else? What else? We got some other gaming news. I know the uh, Division 2 actually announced they were having an open beta March 1st. This is exciting to me. Yeah, it it is. Um, part of it also feels like the fact that they didn't announce it sooner was a bit of a ploy to get you to pre-order it. But I guess everything always is. Um, but I'm excited about it. I didn't get enough time with the game. Not as much as I wanted to. Um, I was a little bit busy last weekend. But... Uh, I did get to play a little bit more after um, after we uh, talked about it last week. Did you did you like it better? Um, I I mean, I just got to experience some new things. One, I didn't even realize there was PVP in this other yeah, than Dark, Dark Zone. Zone. No, not Dark Zone. They actually have like a deathmatch mode. Oh, I think they added that to the original division after launch. Uh, if they did, I've played through like a lot of hours of that game and never knew it was there. Um, but. They call it conflict, and um, it uh, it was actually pretty fun. I enjoyed it. You know, is it, you know, it's not like going to be a main point of the game or anything, but uh, you know, you get like reinforcements, and it's basically like whoever wipes out the most reinforcements. I think they have more than one mode. That's just the one that I played. Um, but it was fun. I did not get a chance to try Dark Zone or the end game thing that they threw because they did like an end game mission in there. So hopefully, all that stuff will still be there for the open beta, so I can jump in and try that stuff out. Uh, when you were playing the multiplayer, did people use cover? Yes. You had it was, to. It was imperative. Yeah. Yeah. In the original division, cover was almost optional in multiplayer because uh, they would exploit the movement and stuff. Huh. It was weird. Well, I can't really weird compare times. them because I never played it in the original division other than Dark Zone. And I didn't yeah. play a ton of Dark Zone because it was kind of, you know, but, um, but yeah, so I'm excited for Division 2 Open Beta. I think that's going to be really good. Excited to jump back in. I'm excited to play it for the first time. Yeah. We also have uh, some, I know there was some news from Activision this week as well that may not yeah. have been as happy of news. Activision had an earning call this week, and they started off the earning call by talking about how they had a record quarter, uh, big things, but we didn't hit our projections uh it's always about so, project projections these days you know they never it's the problem yeah companies want to grow obviously but at some point growing becomes n- nigh impossible to do without being anti-consumer in a way and in this case being anti your workers yeah uh activision has let go of i think of up to it's somewhere between than- seven and eight hundred people and I mean, it was, let's say, you know, hey, we had a record breaking year and then we're going to fire seven, eight hundred people or lay off. 
seven or eight hundred people, and yeah, that just kind of sucks, you know. So it is, it is corporate greed. Yeah, and it just you just hate to see it, and it's just everywhere in gaming right now. If so highlighted right now, yeah, you see people that have spent a lot of time building worlds that I am personally invested in. Yeah. Worlds that I spend a lot of time in and to just see 800 of them just be laid off is it's a, it's a bummer. It's a, it's a bummer. Yeah. And a lot um, of them will get jobs and, and uh, pretty quickly and get to work on new projects, but I'm sure there's some that won't. I'm seeing a lot of developers on Twitter say like, hey, we're hiring for a lot of positions. Uh, please apply. We want to help. Yeah. The good thing I heard is it seems that Activision Blizzard are doing really good severance packages. Yeah, so no, that's good. They're not just leaving them in the lurch, which... I mean, I'd rather you, have a job, but... It's, I'd rather it's, have a job too. It's something. <laughs> um, but it seems like they're providing healthcare and they're providing uh more income f- while they look for jobs, which is which is good. Yeah. Uh, especially coming off the heels of Telltale just shuttering itself and not even letting their employees know. Really. Yeah. We wished all the best for the 800 people that are now searching for jobs, and we hope that you get to make bigger and better things than you can ever imagine. Yeah. We just hope that you get to find your passion and, and work at it without the fear of, of where the money's coming from. And we thank you so much for everything you do for this industry and for this community. So thank you so much. And we hope you land on your feet. Yeah. Uh, Also another piece of Activision related news. Um, WWE wrestler Booker T is suing Activision. Did you know that? I didn't know that. I'm a I'm a I'm a wrestling fan. Yeah. So me Booker too. T before he was like the the King Booker type yeah. character, he had a character called G.I. Bro. G.I. Bro. G.I. Bro. And apparently he was looking at Call of Duty Black Ops 4 and the hero character Prophet apparently looked a little too much like Dude, uh, have G. you I looked? At, have you looked at them next to each other? It's crazy. It's like it's shot for shot, man. It really does. Profit it's looks crazy. just like GI Bro. I think you might actually have something in this one. <laughs> um, so we'll see how that works out. I just think that's kind of a funny, yeah. funny story. Not yeah, funny if sure. it ends up that they stole his image. That's not cool. But we'll keep you updated on that one. Yeah, for sure. I, I think that's it. That's all I got. All right, well, I think that wraps it up uh, for this week. Uh, Thanks for anybody who took the time to listen to what we had to say. We really appreciate each and every one of you. Uh, You can follow us at Button Key Games on Twitter and uh, at Jordan Button Key and at Evan Button Key. Is that right? That is correct. Yeah, so just uh, give us a follow um, and uh, kind of see what we're uh, we're doing throughout the week. Get a little sneak, sneak peek at what we might talk about next week. And if you have any questions for us, we have a question section on our webpage, uh, which is buttonkey.games. Uh, you can find a place to leave a question, or you can email us directly at buttonkeygames at gmail.com. Jordan, how was your beer? Man, I really enjoyed it. I always enjoy a, a Pops Blue Ribbon, man. A good little PBR. Um, recommended.
How about you? Uh, Would you recommend still, your beer? I'm still sipping on my Christmas at midnight. I have what is left of this six pack. So now a five pack. Uh, still sipping on this one. I just like it makes me feel like Christmas, and I like Christmas. Yeah. So who wouldn't want to feel like Christmas? Come back around quickly, please. Well, so would you recommend it? A hundred percent. Awesome. Well, that wraps it up for us. Thanks a lot and check back next week for more.